Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Armchair GMs. It's been a while. I'm your host, Tommy Tellerino. Alongside me today is the one and only Jordan Navarro. Jordan, how is it going on this fine July afternoon? Um, I woke up. My power's off. My AC wasn't working. Mm. So I was hot and miserable. And then my power came back on and then went off again. So it's been an interesting day, um, a miserable day. But, you know, now I get to spend some time with my favorite person on the planet, Mr. Twinkletoes, Tommy Tallarino. So, you know, life is good. Life is good now. Now, good. after this, we'll see. If the power goes out again, I don't know. I might have to make some phone calls. You're going to have to be out there just fixing everything like an electrician. But, I mean, I was going to say, it's uh, for where I'm here today, it's about 95 degrees. So I thought, you know, what better way to procrastinate some summer class work than to talk about some some tier lists in the NFL. And it's been about a month since our last episode. And uh, the last one, we did some tier lists for, I believe it was quarterbacks and teams, right? Yep, and then we did an NBA player. The one. NBA one, yeah. And then, yeah, that's right. Miami Heat were still in the playoffs and fighting for an NBA championship. That ended quicker than anything I've ever seen in sports. Um, but I had fun doing the tier list. So I thought, you know what, why don't we come back, do another one with running backs and wide receivers just to spice things up. You know, it's kind of that weird in between period in uh, the NFL where nothing's really going on. You know, we could do our off season grades, reviews, stuff like that, but there's still a couple big moves. I feel like that could be made with uh, DeAndre Hopkins and Delvin cook. Hopefully they'll be Patriots pretty soon, at least nope. DeAndre Hopkins. Jobless. They will they be are jobless, jobless right now. They, they will be jobless. They got their ninety days. They're they're final unemployment right now. I will D-Hop say that he's gonna play until thirty seven, my brother in Christ. You gotta get on a team first. I was gonna say, I mean I, I get where he's coming from, but let's try to make an active roster first before we say we're gonna play till we're thirty seven. But Oh Odell, he he messed it up for everybody, man. He really did. Hey, and the, then, the Ravens gave him too much money. Did you see the clip of Odell? And uh, was that OTAs where he made the one-handed catch in the Baltimore yes. wide receiver yes. coach? They, like I like that. They said, yeah, they said only Odell can do that. Yeah. So, which I don't, I don't know if that's fair to the other receivers. That's that's a little favoritism. That's the only thing Odell's got going for him nowadays. That's you know? true. He's got a kid. True. And he's got a ring. That's all he needed. Yeah. But um. You want to start with running backs or wide receivers? I would like to start with the most replaceable position in the NFL, the running backs. Yeah, all right. Well, uh, let me uh, share my screen with you, pull up this running back tier. So, as you can see, we got the S tier, which is the best of the best, A tier, B tier, C tier, and then you got the jobless players, as we mentioned earlier, and the rookies, you know, the last episode, we kind of we didn't really rank the rookies, at least for quarterbacks, just because you know it's it's kind of too early to tell. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, it, it for running backs, it is easier, you know. And I'm not gonna if someone puts Bijan in A or S tier, I'm not gonna debate that. But for the sake of all things Trent Richardson, I think it would be safe to just put him in the rookie tier. If he lives up to the hype, which everyone thinks he will, 
then, you know, you move him up. Or him and Gibbs, you know, whoever. But just in general, I don't like to rank rookies among their peers because we just haven't seen them play in the NFL. And that's fair, I feel like, just because, like you said, we haven't seen them play. They still have to establish a name for themselves, you know, because it's like, you know, we talk about the S tier. I mean, Chris McCaffrey's probably going to end up in the S tier. Is it really fair for one of the rookies to already be on that level as someone who's been doing it year in and year out? So Yeah, I mean, I, I get the argument. Don't get yeah. me wrong. Bijan's a, a beast. Gibbs is a beast. And they both went top, you know, 12 in the draft. But the Trent Richardson was also, what, number three overall pick? And he yeah. was, outside of his rookie season, he was pretty bad. He's so, a cheeseburger away from being a D-lineman now, probably, in the yeah. XFL. So, so, like, just to be fair. Yeah. So, you want to... Do you want to name off all these running backs, or you just want to name them as they go, and then let's just go as name as we go. Okay, so we'll go from top to bottom, all the way down here. We'll start out with Derrick Henry, the aging workhorse in Tennessee. Well, he's only got a couple years left. Maybe this year, maybe next year. But as far as I'm concerned, I think he's probably not the best of the best anymore. But if, you know, I think any team for the right price would love to have him carry the ball 15 times a game still. So give me him an A tier. I was going to say, I think now um, he's borderline S tier. Or he's almost at S tier. For a while, almost his whole career, he's probably S tier. But after a couple years, you know, the body is slowing down a little bit. It is what happens you know, he's got a lot of mileage on those legs so yep. i'm i'm good with him being an a tier uh next one we'll go Brees hall this is a weird one because he's very explosive he's coming off the acl but he's an explosive athlete really good at receiving also really good one cut back um I want to see him put it together for a full season because obviously he's coming off the ACL, so it's unfair to think that he's going to come right back and dominate. So give him a couple weeks into the season. So for right now, I'll put him in A. But based off of what he did in his sample last year, he's S. But I think it's unfair to everyone else that had a full healthy season to put him in S right now. I think that's fair. I was thinking along the lines of A to B just because of, you know, I was feeling B just because of the short sample size that we got of him. But I think, you know, he did he did prove a lot in those few games. And I think, you know, if he is healthy the whole season, I think there's a way better chance that the Jets end up getting that last wild card spot. So you never know. Um, I'm excited for him to see what he does this year. Next player, he, I thought he had a really good season, Travis Etienne. I'll let you take this one away, man. You own him in Dynasty. What do you, what do you think? <laughs> I think, you know... It's, you know, we hear him a lot in Dynasty just because, you know, he is that young guy. He's a good pass catcher. But as we said last episode, you got to actual like football rankings and fantasy football rankings are way different. So in my opinion, I have him in the A to B area. I think he can squeak by into the A, but for right now, I want to put him in B just because we can move things around after just because I think, you know, there are a lot, there are some guys on here that may be better than him that could go into a, so I want to see how the rest of the map lays out. Yeah. I like that. That's about where I was thinking. I think that he hasn't been the receiver that people thought he was going to be when he came into the NFL. 
and that may just be a scheme thing. Uh, but he didn't have the impact that I thought he was going to have in the receiving game, which I think if he did, and he was more even just Brees Hall esque, I would I think he'd be certified A tier. But I, I like the B tier for him. Yeah, I think it's just solid, just because you know he did he missed his uh, first season. He was out all year, and then you know he had a lot of good flashes. But like you said, the Jaguars they were kind of using all three guys in the in the passing game, at least for running backs. So yeah. I think if he takes over that role as like lead passing back or receiving back, you might be able to see him jump into the A tier. And then for this next one, uh, Kenneth Walker, uh, I'll you know you saw him a lot being an NFC West uh, player. I'll have you take this one away. He is, I hate to compare anyone to Derrick Henry, but he almost is like an early career Derrick Henry where he'll have a lot of negative three, negative two, negative one. Then he'll break off a 30-yarder or a 35-yarder. Um, I think he's B. I don't think he's, I don't think he's elite. I think he's a very good runner, um, probably one of the best pure runners in the NFL. But I think the lack of receiving has kind of hurt him, and now they have Charbonnet, so obviously they, they think that as well. So for a complete guy like an ETN or a Brees Hall, he's got to be below them. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, and I think you kind of saw that with production, like you said. You know, he had a, he'd break off like a really big run, but then he'd get a lot of like, you know, the negative yards, one or two yards. I think – over over time, that'll probably change. But for right now, I like them in there with the same level as ETN because they're kind of they're kind of in the same situation where like they they're really hyped up coming into their first years, and um, I'm not saying they let down, but there was also that like oh they can still improve a lot more to reach that level of like eliteness. Yeah, and then the next one, uh, Damian Pierce. Think he is. Think he's a solid uninspiring running back i was I think gonna he's say the perfect c back yeah I th- and it, to me like s tier means you are elite at pretty much everything you can run an offense through them a tier is guys just like that but maybe they have a flaw or something like derrick henry is kind of older b tier is guys that have a weakness to their game and then c tier is just average all around guys they're just uninspiring you're gonna plug them in they'll probably still do well we're not saying these guys are bad they'll still do well i think damian pierce is solid but I don't see it with him. I don't see – he's not explosive like Kenneth Walker or ETN or Brees Hall. He's not the receiver that any of them are, even Kenneth Walker. He's not even the receiver that Kenneth Walker is. So I think he's he's going to go down the career path of a Donta Foreman or a James Conner, and James Conner is a better receiver than them. So I was going to say, you know, Pierce was getting a lot of hype, I felt like, last year just because, you know, he was putting up some big games. But I feel like he's just, like you said, he's going to be one of those guys where, like, he's probably going to get you around 80 yards every game, and that's where he's going to average. He's not going to blow you away, and maybe he's going to get you a couple touchdowns. But I think also, too, his situation in Houston last year probably didn't help him. So we'll see what this season looks like for him. But I think that's a respectful spot. I feel like you might be able to make a case for him for B, but um, I think putting him at C is the right choice. And then we got the new Philadelphia Eagle, DeAndre Swift, who kind of underwhelmed last year. I think if you were, if we're ranking this based off of just pure talent, he'd be A tier. Um, 
Detroit, obviously they have an issue with him or something. They did, so they traded him. I think he's B-tier. The guy is a threat to take everything to the house. Um, And you can't really say that he wasn't a good receiver because when they did give him receiving work, he did well with it. And when they gave him a lot of touches, I mean, his body did kind of break down. But I completely understand if you think he's more of just a change of pace guy that's only going to get, you know, eight to ten touches a game. I completely understand that because that's the role he's been used in. But I've seen what he can do with a full workload. And you can't really, you can't ever predict injuries. Know what I mean? Some guys may be injury prone, but then they could have three, four years where they don't get injured. So it's just kind of luck of a draw thing. He's been very unlucky with injuries. But if you want to take those into account and, you know, knock him for that, then I guess he's C-tier. But I think with his talent, if Philadelphia gave him 50% of the touches out of the backfield, he'd put up ridiculous numbers. Yeah, I like the B tier for him. Um, I like what you said about talent over injury. The, I mean, this is what we're ranking this list off of is just based off talent because you'll see maybe some of these guys had better numbers, but um, they're higher or lower than some of the guys. But that's, I think, also with situation into play. So I think, like you said, just based off talent, I'm, I'm good with Swift at B just because, you know, his time in the league, he gets the ball in his hands, and he's very explosive, and he's a great playmaker. So I think B. I think I like him with ETN and a Walker, just because I don't think I can see him with Henry and Hall up there in A just yet. And then um, I think this one's pretty easy. Uh, Joe Mixon. I mean, you want to take it away or C tier? Yep. Um, a couple years away from being jobless. <laughs> uh, Maybe even a few months couple years ago probably would have made a tier he still wasn't terrible last year my issue with joe mixon is he doesn't catch the ball and that's what he did coming out of college and you can't say they don't check it down to the running backs because samaj p ryan and you know giovanni bernard like those guys had work while he was still in the backfield with them he is just four yards four yards four yards 15 yards Four yards. Like he's very consistent. He's a great. He's again. C is not bad, but I I'm not paying him big money because I don't think he's an elite talent. I don't. I would rather have all those guys ahead of him. I think Swift on the Bengals would be insane. Again, he's not the workhorse that Joe Mixon is, and I think the durability thing is kind of what gets Mixon. He's had a lot of you know injuries that have made him miss five six games, but for the most part, he's always available. You know. Except for the season where they were tanking after Burrow got hurt or whatever. But he's always been available and he's always going to, he's got a nose for the end zone. But I think he's replaceable. I think he's very replaceable because I think almost every one of these guys in this list is great at halfback draw. And that's what really Joe Mixon's running almost every play, getting four yards. So um, I think that's perfect right there for C. Next one, Alvin Kamara, who had a down year, but we know what he can do. Where do you have him after last season? He's a weird one. I want to say A, because he is a guy that two years ago would have been S tier. I mean, he yeah conversation, best running back in the NFL. He's a weapon out of the receiving game. He can be your leading receiver, and he's also very good at running the ball. Uh, and his per-touch numbers were still really good last year. The Saints offense was just abysmal. So I, I still have him in A. It's going to be one of those things. Obviously, he has a suspension looming over him. But if he plays, this is one of those, I need to see him fall off first. 
And if he does, then, you know, B tier. But for right now, still a weapon. Yeah, when I um when I saw him, I was like, it's either A or B. You know, a couple of years ago, we would have said S. But I don't think he's fallen off that much Where um from his numbers before where he goes to B. Like you said, the Saints offense wasn't looking that good. And he still put up good numbers. I think, you know, based off talent alone, what he does in the backfield and how instrumental I think he is that offense. Because for a while, I mean, it felt like it was just him. Even when Michael Thomas was there, he was still such a big part in that offense. So I, I like him in the A. I think that's a solid area. And then um next one, Ramondre Stevenson. This one, I have him right now at B. I don't know where you have him. I think he is B just because I think, you know, he shares the backfield a lot, and I think that's what keeps up his explosiveness. And he looked really well last year. But I think, you know, to put him into that A tier with Henry and Brees Hall and Kamara, he's got to take the next step. So I think B right now is where he belongs. And I think he will take the next step. Um, He's a great receiving back, really good out of the backfield. Um, And rushing, he's, you know, he's pretty good at running the ball too. But I, you know, I, I definitely see it. Like I, I see the potential for him to really reach that upper echelon of running backs in the NFL. And I think this will be the season to do it. He had to share the backfield with Damian Harris. There's not really that much competition there anymore. Obviously, you know, Pierre Strong might get some work or whatever. But, uh, yeah, I think if he if he can handle this workload this year, I think he'll be A-tier, like, solidified, probably, you know, bordering on S if, he's, if the talent stays with a full workload. Yeah, and I think, you know, it helps him. I think there's a good system for him. I think he fits really well into what the Patriots' offense wants to be like. Um. But I think, you know, there's still room for improvement. Um, Next one, uh, Najee Harris. C. He's the most average running back in the NFL. Um, If we had a D tier, I'd almost be, like, hesitant, or not even hesitant to put him there. He, he's, what does he do? He he doesn't do anything. He averages, like, 3.74 yards a carry, and he catches, you know, check downs. Uh, He's, like... He's not even the Walmart version of Alvin Kamara. He's like, I don't know. What's worse than Walmart? Probably. I don't a, even know. Uh, tops, all these. Yeah. That's my yeah, employer. The, so let's, uh, let's, uh, Kmart. Keep, yeah. Keep, yeah. Like, you know, like, it's just not, I don't think Najee Harris is very good at football. I'm going to be honest. And, you know, fantasy volume's king, so people probably have a different outlook of him if you're looking through a fantasy lens where he gets a ton of touches, he's going to score a bunch of points. But in terms of talent, I don't think he's all that talented. I think he's athletic, I, but vision, breakaway speed, even in the receiving game, he's not giving me a ton, like, after the catch. I, I just think he's a man. Yeah, and, you know, I'm glad you brought up the fantasy aspect because that rookie season – Man, was he a Big Ben merchant. I mean, it was just, let me get my points because Big Ben can't throw the ball downfield anymore. Do a little check down, get about five yards on the catch. And that happened, like, what, how many times a game? Like seven, eight? Yeah. Like, it's – and then this year, you know, like you said, the Steelers line, it probably could use some work, maybe a lot of work. But I don't think it was as bad as it used to be. And I just don't think he really did anything. 
You know, I mean, I I like him in C. He came out of college with a lot of hype because he was an Alabama running back, and he was good in college, but I don't think it's translated that much to the NFL yet. Maybe we'll take the next step this year. We'll see. Um, Miles Sanders, new Carolina Panther. So I think we need to have a B plus and a C plus because to me, Miles Sanders is probably C plus. I don't think he has the receiving ability of many. You know, he's Kenneth Walker is a better version of Miles Sanders, and I can't rank Miles Sanders next to Kenneth Walker because of that. And you know, Miles Sanders his only season where he's really put it all together was his rookie season where he caught fifty. You know, uh, had fifty receptions, but. I can't bank on that. You know what I mean? I can't say he's a, he's a full back because of what he did, you know, five years ago. So right now he's just a really efficient runner, kind of like Khalil Herbert, um, Rashad Penny, who we'll get to later on this list, even a Dante Foreman. So I think he has to be C here because C tier, because he's just kind of in that same mold of all those guys, just really efficient runners. They're not going to give you a whole lot else. Yeah. And, um, I'll put him at the, the top of the C tier like we did last time just because I don't really want to go back and add a column there for right now. Yeah, it's fine. Um, but I think you hit everything on the head. I mean, you kind of – Miles Sanders shown flashes, but for majority of his career, he's kind of been almost an average running back. You know what I mean? Where it's like yeah, you're not impressing me with a whole much. So – I, I like the position. And then next we got Nick Chubb. S tier. Uh, I was going to say. He's the best, best pure running back in the NFL. You don't hear about him a lot because, you know, he's he's not really flashy. But the man is hard to bring down, breaks off multiple good runs every game. Really good runner. He fights for every yard. And he's a workhorse back there in Cleveland. He absolutely is. And then – um. We'll go next, Javante Williams, who had a season cut short due to injury. Uh, where do you he, got him right now? I think he has to be in the C tier. Um, as much as I love Javante Williams, I know the talent's there. Um, but he's never had the backfield to himself. He's had maybe, what, like one and a half games? Because the game he got injured, he would like had like 70% of the touches in the first half. So like one and a half games of being the guy. And... Just there hasn't been a whole lot. I know he's pretty good at catching the ball. I know he's very talented, very hard to bring down, but I just haven't seen it in long spurts. Yeah, and I'm I'm good with that just because um you know, like you said, there hasn't been long spurts. But I think, you know, he's getting a lot of hype with Sean Payton, just because with the track record with running backs with Sean Payton. He puts together a really good season. He definitely has a case for B and maybe even case for A on how well he does. So yeah, C I mean, right now he, with the injury Javante and everything. Is, yeah, yeah Javante is supremely talented. Like, no, this is no knock on Javante yeah. Williams. He's had a very significant knee injury that took J.K. Dobbins, you know, almost two years yeah. to really knock off the rust. And he's playing on an offense that we're not – I'm not so sure, like, what's going on there yet. Yeah. Like, Sean Payton's a great coach, but Russell Wilson looked like – Doo-doo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so We don't really know what's going on in Denver. So we just got to wait and see. Um, Isaiah Pacheco. C-tier. Uh, he runs angry, and that's about the only thing you can say about him. People keep say, saying he's he's going to get the receiving work. Jarek McKinnon down the stretch got all the receiving work. And Isaiah Pacheco had already broken out at that point. 
So if he'd already broken out, gotten the job as like the main guy over Clyde Edward Tillaire while he was hurt, why would they not give him full work if he was a better catch receiving back than Jarek McKinnon? He's not. That's why they re-signed him. He is run really hard in a straight line, break a couple tackles. But they could replace him very easily. I was going to say, you know, he, he replaced Clyde Edward Tillaire just because he's Edward Tillaire's kind of looking like a bus right now. I mean, he's a way cheaper option. And like you said, he runs hard. But other than that, he doesn't really stand out to me, I feel like. And I think, you know, in the system that he is, he'll probably look a lot better just because, you know, they got to worry about so many other things in that Kansas City offense. And like you said, yeah, they're Jeremy, not stacking the box to yeah. stop. You know, I, I'm not bringing eight people into the box against <laughs> Patrick Mahomes. I'm not delusional. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't care if the, this guy averages six yards a carry. Cool. Like, as, as long as he's not putting up 250 on me, I don't care. Yeah. And then the next guy, um, I James Cook, where you got him? I got him C. I also have him C. Uh, people keep talking about the workload he's going to get and how he's going to be the guy. Well, let me tell you, people, in Georgia, at Georgia, fantastic running back at Georgia, he was never – he never took over. He's yeah. never seen consistently 15-plus touches in any game in his career at any level, maybe in high school, but who cares about high school? He is explosive, but he is a change of pace guy. You give him 11 to 12 touches a game, he's going to do really well with those. He's going to be really efficient. He's going to change the pace of the game. And, you know, maybe his touches are, you know, again, explosive and he can give you some momentum. But he, you're not giving that guy 20 carries. You're not giving that guy 20 touches. It's, it's not going to happen. I was going to say, you know, I have been C just because, like he said, um, he splits a lot of the work too. And like, you know, he split a lot with Devin Singletary and Zach Moss and Heem Himes last year. Yeah. And then, you know, they brought in Damian Harris. If they were fully confident in cook, I don't think they would have signed Harris. So I feel like as of right now, I have him in C who knows maybe a good season. He jumps up to be. And then, um, JK Dobbins. Where are you where are he, you ranking him? He is a better version of James Cook, maybe not the receiver that James Cook is. Um I guess him and Miles Sanders are really similar. Um but I have him in B. I think JK Dobbins has a chance to be much better than people expect. Um, especially if they open up this playbook for Lamar Jackson and they're not just running running back power thirty times a game with you know, with you know, with a read option every once yeah. in a while. Uh, J.K. Dobbins is great. I mean, on like we saw it last year when he was coming off his injury, you know, when he finally kind of knocked the rust off, he was still popping 5.7, 6 yards a carry. Very efficient runner. He can break off the, the big runs. And I think he fits that mold of like the Swifts and the ETNs and the Kenneth Walkers, like those really explosive running backs. But I think out of all those guys, if there was a guy to take like that Nick Chubb type step to being a workhorse, it would be him. I, I like the B area for him just because, you know, his rookie season, he looked really good as well. Uh, he was very explosive. I believe, was Mark Ingram still there his rookie year? I believe so. I was going to say they were a good one-two combo, and he kind of led the way in the one-two combo. And eventually, he got hurt in the offseason. He didn't really hit his stride, like you said earlier, until later this season. And I thought he ran really well. 
for that offense. So I like him in B. Um, next up, we got Mattinson, who C tier. Yeah. I don't even want to talk about him. He's average. I was going to say never shown anything. He had like one good game when Dalvin Cook was out. He's the most average running back I have ever seen. I was going to say he doesn't impress me with anything. He does everything with an average skill set. Um, I'm good with the C tier. Brian Robinson. Um, Middle of C tier because I think a lot of we can't fully see what he does because he, you know, he got shot. I yeah, mean, you know, I like, was gonna say he, he so, got shot last season, so we kind of this we'll, is one we'll see. Yeah, because in in college he was kind of like the receiving back, even with Gibbs, like he was still getting receiving work. He was also a pretty good runner. Um, was very solid in college, not extraordinary by any means. So I feel like if he can kind of take a step from college, which some guys do when they go into the NFL, he could move up. Like, I could see him being a B-tier guy if, you know, he kind of puts it all together. Like a well-rounded yeah. guy. He's not going to impress you at all. But I think for right now, he's just a very solid running back, uninspiring, if anything. But I don't think he's bad by any means. And then uh, Rashad White. This is a weird one because I can see – I think he's a really good receiving back. But uh, and also he breaks tackles, so I'm gonna have I put him in C. I think C is where he belongs. But I don't really know. Like I, I if someone want to make the argument for B tier, then I would be open to listening to it. But I just I don't, I don't think know. he's I don't a strong enough case. Rashad White. I don't I don't know how to feel about him. Yeah, I think you know I think there's kind of a limited sample size before we to put him in the B tier, just because he was splitting work and. Like you said, he had flashes, but I think there's kind of consistency issues, so we'll have to see. Um, Tyler Algieri. I don't think we should rank him because he's not going to see the field. So, you think of jobless? <laughs> Soon to be jobless? Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Khalil Herbert? That's David Montgomery, sure. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, David Montgomery. Uh, C tier. Um. He does everything Jamal Williams does, just a little bit better. I got confused. I for a while he was a starting running back in Chicago. So, yes. um, Foreman. Man, we really need a D tier. <laughs> I was gonna say. Um, yeah, we're gonna. I mean, all the like Foreman, Moster, Wilson, yeah, like, here, all these hold guys. On. I'm gonna I'm gonna put him in C for right now, and then uh, let me. Let me make a detail real quick. But, um, no. Yeah. Some of these guys are in committees. Foreman, like, he's in a committee with Herbert. He's in a committee with Roshan Johnson, you know. So, like, what are any of them even going to get that much work to even be worth ranking? Probably not. But, um, I think it's good to still rank them. You know what I mean? Just to, just to see. But um, I, I was going to make my own list, but I got this off tier list, I will say. I just, I, it was too confusing to make, and I didn't like some of the setup on how to make it. So um, we're rocking with right, this now one. That, That's now that we made. have a D tier, I want Alexander Madsen putting a D tier. Okay. Anyone else putting a D tier? Um, Put Tyler Algier there as well. He's on the list. <laughs> 
and then I'm just gonna, okay. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm happy with that. I do think Dante Foreman talent wise is worth putting into C tier, but for the sake of this, I'm gonna put all the Chicago running backs into D tier because I just think they're gonna be cannibalizing each other's yeah. production. Yeah, and I think all of them being on the same roster tells you what they think of their talent level. Um, we'll go Josh Jacobs next. A tier. Um was perennial B until they finally gave him the full workload last year. But showed that he's a really good runner. Showed some of the receiving work that we saw in college that we never saw in the NFL. Josh McDaniels finally did something correct in his career and unlocked Josh Jacobs. So, A tier. I was going to say, he had a really good season last year, but I just cannot put him in the S tier. I think, you know, that S tier, I feel like that's best the best. And I feel like... He hasn't just reached that quite yet. If he builds off this for one or two more seasons, I think he's got a case. But um, we'll go James Conner next. I I know where I'm going to put him. D tier. Okay. Um, he is only good at catching the ball. It's the only yeah. plus he brings. He's one we'll put of him in front of D tier. I don't like watching him play. He's he's one of the most uh, straight up runners I've ever seen. He is plod and trot. He'll fall into the end zone. Still, only thing he's good at falling into the end zone, catching the ball. That's it. I've never seen someone run sideways on the line of scrimmage so many times, and it pisses me off every time. I've, I was gonna, I was thinking about C just because maybe he is an average running back, but I'm looking at uh, the C guys. I think I'd want almost every guy up there over James Conner. Yeah, I mean, I think his receiving work would maybe. Like, maybe I take him over Pacheco. Maybe. Maybe I take him over Robinson. But even then, those guys yeah. are good runners. So. I I agree. And then we got Cam Akers. Um, Cam Akers, when he's not playing week 13 to 17, uh, jobless. Uh, we'll see for a full season, hopefully, for the first time this year. So I guess B tier, based off of what games he did start last year. I mean, he was excellent. He played really well, but I I was I thinking mean, C Robinson, tier for him. Yeah, I mean, front of C tier, back of B tier. Yeah. I think he's right there. Um, James Robinson looked really good for a stretch, coming off his Achilles as well. So I don't. We just don't know until he plays yeah. a full season. And then. Um... I'm going to get these two Miami guys out of the way. Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert. They're D. Yeah. Um, they run like really fast. Don't give me. Don't, I like both of them, but they are committee backs through and through. Um, and we played in Kyle Shanahan and McDaniel's system where, I mean, again, if you're going to look anybody good. Anybody yeah. goes there. Yeah, anybody goes there, they look good. Cordell Patterson, uh, I think he signed – with the Falcons still, but um, jobless, uh, you know, just just is what it is. Yeah, I, I was gonna say, um, he had really good seasons in his uh late part of or the last two years, but uh, with Algeria and Bijan there now, he's probably not gonna get a lot of looks. I feel like maybe they work him into the game, but who knows? Um, Devin, Devin Singletary, Devin Singletary, D. Yeah, okay. Um, I was thinking C just because there are times where he breaks out like in that for some games. But I'm good with well, B. Uh, here's here's my thing, Tommy. 
the Buffalo Bills have been looking for a running back for forever. Yeah. And he was in a he was in a running back room with Zach Moss and he couldn't beat him. They kept using True. Zach Moss. So and he's gonna take touches away from Pierce. I think Devin Singletary is good. I just don't think he brings anything that I couldn't get off of a guy that played in the NFL four years ago who's on the street. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's like that's fair. Ah, uh, here's a run. Here's yep. a run. Here's jobless, 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 jobless. So, out of these th- three, who's getting the job first? Probably Zeke because of name. Okay. Um. Also, what he brings as a as a as a pass blocker. Um, I think all these guys will probably sign during training camp when there's an injury or late in the preseason. Come in. Ruin somebody's fantasy season for no reason. Um, and in real NFL, they'll be unproductive veterans that are given touches just because of their names. That's that's fair. I mean, I was, I was, I was like, there's, there's no way to rank these guys right now just because they they don't have jobs. So they said Kareem Hunt. There, he's has slowed down. So. I don't know if he's getting a job anytime soon before these two, but I think between the three of them, their knees are shot. I think we may have better knees than them right now, um, <laughs> which is sad because our knees aren't good as well. So it's, it is what it is. Um, Damian Harris. I got him see. I, he doesn't bring a lot in the receiving game. That's my only issue. So I look at the guys there in C tier and I'm, I'm think. I think they're all better receivers than Damian Harris, maybe besides like Pacheco, Brian that is, Robinson. That is fair. Pierce. I think as a pure runner, though, I think he, he brings a lot. I think he does I, run I, hard. I, I do agree with that, but is it enough to put him in that same tier as those guys? Because you, at the front, you got guys that are super yeah. efficient, were once, you know, highly touted. And at the back end, you got guys that also are, you know, efficient or are really good receivers. And Damian Harris, like the guy at the very end, David Montgomery. You want to compare him to David Montgomery? David Montgomery's a pretty good receiver, and he's not a bad runner. He's he's meh efficiency wise. That's fair. But he's been a one, and Damian Harris has really never been a he's one. A, he's always been like a one A, one B. So yeah, yeah. So I think front end of D tier. Okay, that's fair. Um, I was gonna say he's probably. I I think it's going to be 50-50 all year there with him in Buffalo just because I don't think he's going to – I don't think either guy is going to wow uh, the coaching staff or the front office where it's like we need to give them the majority of the snaps. And I think it's going to be mostly situational. So I'm good with that. And then um, Saquon. He faded really hard last year, man. He, he started the season off yeah. really hot. It looked like he was back. Then he, I don't, I don't know if he got banged up or what. I have to put him S just because. I mean, he was the offense last year. He, he was the offense. But if he has another season like he did last year, where he just kind of just fades away at the end of the year, I don't know. We we'll have to have a conversation about that. I was gonna say, I will say he's not an S by much, just because the, there is a lot of injury history there, and we haven't seen a lot of full seasons out of him. But when he does play a full season, it it's always a great season. He, he still looks slow towards the end, but I think also two teams were kind of game planning around that because what do the giants do besides 
throw checkdowns and just hand the ball off to Saquon. So yeah, now they have Waller and a bunch yeah. of slot receivers that I don't know why they have jobs. So you know, the <laughs> offense is going to be so much better. Yeah, but um, I'm good with that right now. Uh, next one, Khalil Herbert, D, extremely talented runner, has shown a little bit in the passing game, uh, but just don't know. He's kind of an unknown. If we if we didn't rank him, I'd be fine with that too. We just don't really know. He's been efficient. He's been on the field. Uh, but we just got to see. We got to see how the Chicago backfield plays out. I don't think Foreman or Herbert are D-tier guys. I just don't know how that Chicago backfield is yeah. going to play out. And I think all those guys in Chicago, you know, they have shown flashes, but there hasn't been consistent where, like, they're the number one and they had the starting job. So I like I like we're having them all in D right now. Uh, Eli Mitchell. He's a really good runner. That uh, he's not. I would take any of those guys in C tier above him, probably. Um, I might take Elijah Mitchell over Pacheco, James Cook. You want to do front end of D then? So, yeah. Okay. I think he's behind. I think he's. I think he's ahead of Harris, and I think Harris is ahead of David Singletary. So I think okay. he's. I think he's. I think he's two. I think he's two. Um, Jalen Warren. D. I, I was going to say, he's, he's, I don't think he's... He's a slightly yeah. more athletic Najee Harris. Yeah. yeah. And then um, A.J. Dillon. We'll actually do the two Packers next because they... I think he's C-tier. I like C-tier. A.J. Dillon a lot. I think he's hard to bring down, and I think for his size, he's a pretty good receiver. I would probably put him right in the middle. Yeah, right behind Javante yeah. is fine. Um, oh. There we go. I think that's I think that's really fair. Yeah, I was gonna say because when he does get on the field, um, he looks really good, and he comes up with some big plays. But um, again, he's always been like a fifty-fifty back. Whereas compared to Aaron Jones, I'm probably putting B. Yeah, B or a. I like Aaron Jones in the B. Yeah. I think he's I think he's probably front end of B. I'd okay. take him probably over all those guys. Um, still has that breakaway speed, um, even though he's not showing it as much. Still a really good receiver. Um, just an all-around kind of a, a weapon still. And then uh, Rashad Penny. He is right behind Miles Sanders for me. I think Rashad Penny, if he stays healthy, is excellent. The issue is he can't play more than four consecutive quarters <laughs> without catching an injury. Every season. I mean, it's it's kind of every on season at this point. It really is. Yeah, I mean, he gets through the first month, and you're like, all right, well, in the next couple of weeks, you know, it, it's gonna happen. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, we'll go Jamal Williams next. Put Who had right a really good Montgomery. season. Yeah, he's C tier. Him and David Montgomery, yeah. the same type of player, I think. And then uh, Pirine, I D. Yeah, front end to D. I yeah. think he's he's good. Uh, no qualms with having him as my two, and you know coming in on the to catch the ball or just short yardage sometimes. But you know he's I'm I'm gonna be looking to replace him. Yeah, and then uh, Gibson, which he's always in the headlines for not the good reasons when it comes to fantasy. See, I think talent wise, he's C. Yeah, I think he's just as good as any of those guys. I, was I don't know say, why they don't use him. Based off usage, I'd put him into D, but. What we've seen from him when he does get a chance, I I like to see area. 
Um, and then we got a bunch of rookies. Um, like we said earlier, too early to tell. So, and then um, next, Jonathan Taylor. A tier. Uh, right behind Brees Hall and Derrick Henry. Uh, I think he leaves a little bit to be desired as a receiver, but still a very efficient runner. Um, still, they ran that offense through him. I think they'll probably run the offense through him again. That's fair. I um, If he had the season like he did two years ago and kept it up last year, I could see him being an S. But yeah. with the team situation and everything, I like the A area. Uh, Austin Eckler. B. Uh, well, so here's yeah, the thing: we'll do in front in front of in front of Aaron Jones. Yeah, I don't like Austin Eckler as a runner. I don't. I don't think he's a very good running back. Weapon in the receiving game, absolute weapon in the receiving yeah. game, and down in the near the end zone, fantastic. That's where he makes his money. That's why he's worth the money he's worth. But as a running back, as a guy that's going to run between the tackles, he's. Like he's comparable to Aaron Jones, you know, and you we don't see Aaron Jones being mentioned as the best running back in the NFL. I was gonna say it's either he's in the A tier with Josh Jacobs or with Aaron Jones, and I think he's more comparable to Aaron Jones than Josh Jacobs when it comes to running back. And I get that you know he gets he gets a lot of love from NFL fans, but you got to take fantasy away from this. As a pure running back, he's not up there like he is in fantasy. And it's, it is what it is. I mean, fan, yeah, fantasy no football. No one, yeah. No, yeah, no one's saying he's not a weapon. It's just he's not a very good in-between-the-tackles yeah. guy. He's a weapon, just, you know. I was going to say, he was asking to split work, too. So it's like. Yeah, he knows, he yeah. knows his role. He knows what he's really good at. And then. uh. Tony Pollard. Put him in put him behind Eckler and Jones. Uh we'll see what he does in a full season. Very, very efficient. Yeah. He had a lot of touches. I think he showed that he's very good and that he can be the guy in Dallas. Uh just gotta put it all together this season. I like the area for him. Uh, like you said, he's gotta put it all together this year. If he has a really great year, he's probably moving up to A. But uh, we'll see. And then uh, Dalvin Cook, jobless. C. Oh, you put him C. He's jobless right now. Okay, yeah, he's yeah. jobless. I he's, forgot he's jobless. Yeah. He's, he's jobless right now. If he gets a job, C. And uh, then he's washed. He's getting washed. Yeah. Here, here it is. Says, do we even have to say anything about this one? Uh, he he's S. I don't know if he's the. I see all these guys up here. I don't know if he's the best running back in the NFL or not. But he's S. I can't I can't rank those top three. He's just S. I okay. I mean I I think um would you add anyone to S looking back at the whole list now? No. Um I think the A tier, like all those guys could be S tier, you know? Reese Hall, if okay. he's healthy, probably S tier. He's, he was excellent okay. last year. It's just, you know, we have to kind of we have to hedge against he's gonna look a little rough coming off the ACL for the first couple of weeks. Um I think C tier is a little crowded, but at the same time, like, how do you really discern? There's, yeah, there's a lot of mixing backs like, on those yeah, lists too. Like Joe, Joe Mixon, Miles Sanders, you know, they're the same yeah. guy, really. So 
I think the top three tiers, I think, are excellent. Um, I think we, we got those spot on. You know, some guys can move up. Like, Cam Akers could easily move up to B tier if he's yeah. healthy. So. I'm I'm good with it. I think, um, you know, like we said, these can all be interchangeable of, like, what order they go in. A, I think you got to start off with Derrick Henry just because of the work he's put in and the work you know that he's going to get you. Uh, yeah. B, there was those guys who are really great, nothing to take away, but they can get that next step. C, uh, they're kind of just average right now. You know what they're going to get out of them. And then D, these are kind of like, you know, they're always splitting work. I've never really had a prominent number one role. And then yep. walking papers and too early to tell. Uh, I'm and like, rookies, I like, like a, yeah. yeah, rookies. You know, if we had to rank the rookies, Bijan, just based off of hype, would be A tier for me. Gibbs would probably be back in the B. Um, he's going to be probably, he's probably going to step in and be one of the top five, top three best receiving backs in the NFL. I don't really, you know. Yeah. And Tajay Spears, probably like D, C, Zach Charbonnet, B. So that's where I would rank those guys. And then Jobless, all those guys would be C or D for me right now. Um, yeah, yeah. They're just jobless. They're it, jobless it for that is. reason. Yeah. I was going to say, you know, they're, they, um... they're competing with all those guys at C and D, yeah. you know, and if you really can't take them over any of those guys right now, it is what it is at this point for him. Um, I'm good with the list. I think it's time we move on to wide receiver next. Um, which this one, I think, I don't think it'll be as crowded. It might be actually, eh, but, um, how we have it, we have the best of the best guys right outside the top five, really good, good, and then average. I don't think there's anyone on this list where it's like, oh, these guys are below average to not good at their position. So I think, you know, with that last list, we saw a lot more backups. These guys, they're probably more starters, wide receiver one, one to three for uh, the wide receivers. So um, I think to start off, Devontae Adams. Best of the best. Yeah, I was going to say um, the track he, record, the production. Until he falls off, yeah. I, he's he's the guy until he falls off. Which is, I think that's really fair. And then Cooper Cup. He's top five as well. Fantastic route runner. Um, deadly in the end zone. I, I mean, we saw it, dude. He triple crown. Yeah. Like, he's insane. And then... Jay Jettas, Justin Jefferson. Yeah, I mean, I mean best three-year stretch to start a career I mean, ever. Yeah, on pace guys, to be the GOAT. They're heavy hitters. I mean, they they put up the numbers every year, really. The production levels there every year. They make the big plays. There's very few flaws in their games, if there is a flaw. I mean, they do everything really well. Usually, there are there's probably some games where there are duds, but most of the time, they're always efficient. They're, you know what you're getting out of them. And they really help out everywhere. And then uh, next one, Tyreek Hill. He's right up there. He's in the top yeah. five for me. Um, best of the best. What he brings to the game is unlike anything we've ever seen. I mean, he is – sometimes he's unguardable, which all these guys you know, in this, on this list at times are unguardable. But legitimately, their physical limitations stop people from guarding him. Like he's, he's just yeah. that much faster than everybody. I was going to say, too, um, a couple years ago, uh, it was just he was really fast. I think he's a better route runner now, too, over yeah. the past couple years. Because for a while, I think he was always outside the top five, but he was really fast, so he was getting a lot of deep balls. I think uh, 
I think now he's made his case for top five, at least. He probably could. I mean, you can interchange either of these guys. I feel like it's personal preference for most of them. So, yeah. Um, Garrett Wilson. Just good. Um, I know there's a lot of hype right now, but he's had one season. 1,100 yards with those with those quarterbacks, absolutely amazing. I mean, it was a miracle he was as productive as he was. But I'm not putting him outside the top five. I'm not putting him really good. I think there's some guys that are underrated that people overlook that have been doing it for longer than him. So just good for right now. That's fair. I think um, I think he has a case for maybe really good, but we'll go on and see what the rest of the list looks like. Uh, Stephon Diggs. Outside the top five. I think he's in that six to ten tier. I, I, I agree with that. I think, you know, he's a – Amazing wide receiver, amazing route runner. But I feel like there are those games where he kind of like he will disappear for a little bit. And I think you got to kind of hold that against him. Um, But amazing talent at wide receiver. A.J. Brown. Same tier as Diggs. I mean, Um, nothing but positive things to say about A.J. Brown. He can take slants to the house. You don't want to see him on a slant route. He's impossible to guard there. Really good outside played out of his mind during the Super Bowl. So, I mean, he's just, he is that guy. And uh, Tennessee should have given him his money. He's a physical specimen, too. I mean, he's just a freak in nature. He's amazing. And he's always open, like Waffle House. Um, <laughs> CeeDee Lamb. Also outside the top five, I think he took a huge step last year. I think he's a great slot guy. Also really talented outside. Really good route runner has a really good feel against his own coverage. He almost will he'll catch pretty much anything you throw to him as long as it's within reason. So I was going to say CD had a really good year. It didn't look that great to start out. He did have a case of butterfingers and he was dropping a lot, but I think over time the production level was consistent. You knew what he was getting out of him and he was doing this with Cooper Rush and when Dak probably had one of his worst years of his careers. He still put up solid numbers and I think was a prominent role in that offense. So I I liked outside the top five just because I I honestly I think right now how we have it with outside the top five too, I think the, that order is probably good right now. Um Yeah. Jamar Chase. Top five. He'd be he'd be probably four for me. If I had four. to rank those guys, it'd probably Devontae, Jefferson, Cup, Chase Hill. That's how I'd rank it. Yeah, I mean, it's fair. I mean, we you see what the production is like from Jamar Chase. I mean, he's an amazing receiver. He did it for two years now. He's, yep. Him and Joe Burrow have an amazing connection. I, I think you got to have him top five. And then uh, Terry McLaurin. I want to say really good because I'm a Terry fan. I'll hear the argument for just putting him in good. But I think Terry is a very underrated receiver, um, has had some horrendous quarterback play in his career, but always manages to put up solid, respectable numbers. And among his peers, I think he's highly rated. I, yeah. So we're going really good for that one. I think, you know, with the situation he he is in, he kind of gets overshadowed. But I think based on like what you see from him when he does, um, get the ball a lot, I think you got to put Terry in really good. And then um, DK Metcalf. 
good. Um, don't think you can put him in the slot, really. Uh, I think he's pre- purely like an outside guy. Physical specimen, very physical, will bully your your corners. I, I see it twice a year, every year. He does it. Doesn't matter who we have. He's going to get his. But he lacks that polish as a route runner and some of that just big playability. Like, obviously, he can beat you on a streak, but he's not taking a slant to the house, you know, like A.J. Yeah. Brown or Tyreek Hill or Chase or Jefferson. He's not doing all that. But he is just a really physical uh, receiver who I think anyone, any team, unless you have one of those, you know, those top 10 guys would love to have as their number one. I was going to say, he got paid pretty good. And I think, you know, he had a really good season with Geno. Uh, he had some good seasons with Russell Wilson. I like the good area. But like you said, he kind of lacks something to the game where, like, the guys ahead of him, they have. So I'm I'm good with the good tier. And then uh, Mari Cooper. Think he uh think Amari Cooper's still underrated. Yeah. He gets open, man. Like he just gets open. He is a very good route runner. I think he's in between good, really good. So I'm I'm willing to put him in really good. I think he's very underrated. Um I think Dallas was kinda foolish to let him go for what they did. I, but I mean I the Browns didn't the Browns really didn't make an aggressive effort to try to go get another guy. You know what I mean? They went and got uh, accessory pieces. The Elijah Moore, the, you know, they're keeping DPJ, Chris Tillman, or I think that's his name, Chris Tillman, uh, or Charles Tillman. I don't remember his name. The the rookie out of Tennessee. Uh, you know, just really solid players, but they know Cooper is that dog. He's the one. I, I have him really good. Um. I just feel like, you know, his time in Dallas, he, I think he took over and he was an amazing receiver for him, had really good years. They drafted CD. They were like, Hey, CD's the cheaper option. I think Cooper was making what? Almost 20 million or something like that. They, they traded and they, I, what, they only get a fifth round pick out of him. Yeah, I think so. I think they could have got way more. I think he's a really good receiver. He had a really good year in Cleveland with uh, Jacoby Brissett and Watson. I know he he had problems with drops last year too, but I think overall every year, even in Oakland, I think he had good years too. So I think the really good sections fits for him. And then um, we got D-Hop, who is jobless hey, like- right now, but there is no jobless category. Like he said, he was on pace for fourteen hundred yeah. yards. Um, really good. Really yeah, I don't good. Think he, I mean, he's lost. He's lost a step a little bit, but I'll be damned if if I don't want to see D Hop. I don't think anyone wants to see D Hop. You know, if he's lined up across your corner, you should be scared. He can still take over a game. I mean, he had one of the best jump ball touchdowns I think I've ever seen. I think we were watching that in the dorm when it happened. So yeah. I mean, crazy talent. Hope he's a New England Patriot pretty soon. Um, I don't think there's no way you can rank him good. I think at at least he's really good. I think probably he could still make a case for outside the top five, depending on what production looks like this season. But I mean, man, if he if he keeps up the numbers like he did, I think there's there's a chance he plays till he's 37. But probably not likely with the NFL. But you never know. Uh, St. Brown. Yeah, I mean, he's just, he's never been anything but productive. Yeah. So, man's he, a dog. You know, can't knock him for getting suspended six games or yeah. whatever. I mean, he came back and was just as productive. 
who who called him steroid boy? Uh, Traverius Ward, yeah. <laughs> that corner for the for the Niners. Yeah. I was gonna say that that quote. I bet you he takes personal next time he matches up against him. Um, Saint Probably. Um, looking at this list, there's some guys that he's definitely better than. Um, are just guys that we don't have ranked yet. I'm trying to think of who we're going to put outside the top five because we're making that the six yeah. through ten range, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. All right, so we only got two spots left there, really. Well, I, and, depending on what it looks like, we can go like six to ten, twelve. Yeah, okay. I mean, we'll see how it goes. I think put him there. He's been he's outside been the Detroit five? offense. Yeah, he's been okay. the Detroit offense for the last two years. Yeah, and that's fair. But I will say you, you're not going to see it because a lot of people don't watch Detroit uh, football. But, I mean, he's very explosive, a playmaker, can get multiple touchdowns in a game. I mean, he does a lot for the he Detroit is, offense. He's young Keenan Allen. Yeah. I don't know. He's not nearly as good as Keenan Allen was maybe boundary-wise uh, as an X. But Amon Ra is a great slot receiver. And he just – he is one of the – he is – He's not taking a slot to the house. He's not going to take a slant to the house. He's not going to get you 80 yards yeah. in a single catch. But, Tommy, you know as well as I do, his stat line always looks like 10 catches on 14 targets for 97 to 120 yards, two touchdowns. He's he a security blanket. He is consistently yeah. open. He's consistently open. I don't think you can take away his lack of explosiveness from getting open that many times. Targets are an earned stat. If you are earning 14 targets a game or something crazy, you're doing something. You're right. getting open. Yeah. yeah, you're getting open. I I like that for him. Um, I think he'll stay there once uh, we get everyone on this list. I don't think he can. He, he might be able to get down to really good, but I think he does make a case for outside top five. Uh, next up, we'll go Mike Evans. Good. Um, I think he's, the age is starting to show. Yeah. He is still one of the most underrated wide receivers of the generation. Yeah. Extremely consistent. Never had a season under a thousand yards. Like, let's not take that away from the guy. But I just week to week production, I don't know what I'm gonna get yeah. out of Mike Evans. I don't know if it's gonna be four for forty or, you know, six for one thirty. I, I need a little bit more consistency. And I just think that's the age starting to show off. Obviously the offense wasn't nearly as good as it was. But you still had Tom Brady. Y'all still should have been able to figure it out. And I think yeah. Chris Godwin is the true number one there now. And then um, we'll we'll go Godwin next. Uh, do you have him really good or good? I have him good. Okay. Um, I think coming off the ACL, he lost a lot of the explosiveness, but he started to gain it back at the end of the year. And I think if he does what I think he can do this season, he will be in that really good tier. But for right now, I think he is – Especially with the offense, I don't think he's going to put up the numbers that people expect him to 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 put up because of the offense. I think is yeah. just going to be atrocious. And I think too, we've seen the production with him with uh with Jameis Winston and Brady. So I feel like you know what you're kind of getting out of him now too. So I don't think he'll ever be in the average tier for a little while. But yeah. um, you probably could make a case for really good. But with the injury history and everything, I like the good area. And then uh, Christian Kirk. Good um, target earner. I 
think him and Chris Godwin are kind of the same player. I think I probably prefer to get Chris Godwin. Uh, but yeah, just a really solid slot receiver. It can also beat you deep on post and things of that nature from the outside. But he's not a one, you know. He, yeah. he kind of got forced into that role last year, but he still wasn't. They're putting him in the slot a lot. And even a guy like Cooper Cup who plays, you know, 95% of the time in the slot, I can still put Cooper Cup on the boundary, and he's going to beat anyone out there too. I don't think Christian Kirk can do that. I think that's a fair spot for him. Uh, T. Higgins. Really good. Uh, Martians have the death beam pointed at Earth, and I got to pick one receiver. 50-50 ball, middle of the field. Give me T. Higgins. I want T. Higgins. Uh, shout out Max Carlman. We hope we find a job pretty soon. Um, I mean, T. Higgins, he's going to get paid. I mean, I almost every team is going to want a player like T. Higgins. I mean, he's consistent. And uh, I think uh, Jamar Chase's rookie year, I think in the second half of the season, he was out-targeting him. So he's, he gets his targets. Yeah. He gets the catches. He gets touchdowns. He does everything you want out of a receiver. Yep. Uh, Tyler Lockett. Good. Um, really good deep ball threat. He's not going to get you a lot of yards after catch because he's a very safe player. He doesn't take contact, which is why he's been able to be as productive as he is for his career. And I think he's why he's going to age pretty well as a deep ball type receiver. Because uh, unlike guys like Brandon Cooks and and the uh, the Deshaun Jacksons of the world. There are those guys who are really trying to get the yards after the catch as well. Tyler Lockett, he's listen, man. Thirty yard reception, uh, that's it. I don't need anything else. I'm I'm laying down. Yeah, he's a possession guy. He's another guy. I feel like who is a security blanket. Um, you know, when the play breaks down, you, I feel like you look for a guy like Tyler Lockett. Like he said, he he's a good deep ball threat, and I think he works good in the short game too to get you that possession. So I'm good with the I'm good with where we have him. Uh Chris Olave. Good. I think he should be right behind Wilson. I think those two have a case to be moved up to really good, but I, I won't do it until the end of the list. Um he had a fantastic rookie season. I think the only reason people are rating Wilson so much higher than him and you know, talking about him a lot more, obviously the quarterback upgrade, but they both got quarterback upgrades because yeah. Derek Carr is going to New Orleans. And the only reason we're not talking about Olave more is because he kind of tapered off at the end of the season, whereas Wilson picked it up at the end of the season. So it's just recency bias, but they're neck and neck. They both had good seasons. Uh, Wilson much more like Jamar Chase. He's going to get yak, very explosive. He can kind of take, you know, you know, he can beat you deep while also great in the short game, taking, you know, slants to the house. Chris Chris Olave is more of just a pure deep guy, but also really good at zone, but he's not going to get a lot of yards after the catch. Um, I'm good with that. I think you so you said uh, how Olave kind of slowed down. I think also, too, he did have that concussion where he did miss a couple weeks, I believe. Yeah. So that adds on to him slowing down. And the Saints were kind of – the whole offense looked abysmal and they just couldn't get anything going. And – Quarterback change was flipping out, like Wilson, but I feel like, you know, Wilson too. Um, I think they knew at the time where it's like, hey, let's just try to get the ball to Wilson as much as we can during these last couple weeks. Um, Michael Pittman. Average. Um, I would put him good, but I don't think he got 1,000 yards last year, and he had 99 catches. Yeah. Um, So... The offense, again, really not his fault. It was atrocious. Uh, 
obviously you hope it's a quarterback upgrade, but it's Anthony Richardson and he's raw. So we don't really know how it's going to work. We've seen Michael Pittman also kind of, he hasn't found his footing in the NFL, what he's going to be. We saw him be kind of a deep ball treated more like a, a T Higgins type, you know, his rookie year. Then last season, he was used almost exclusively near the line of scrimmage, really wasn't, you know, given too many deep opportunities. So we'll see where they they have him. And if I get a little bit more clearer picture of what he's going to be as an NFL receiver, I have no problem moving him up to good because the talent is obviously there. Just right now, he hasn't put together enough production for me to put him in the same tier as any of those guys. That's fair. Um, I was thinking he's probably borderline good right now. But honestly, I don't see him above any of those guys in the good category. So I'm good with having him average. Um, Juju, I have average. average. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I did. I almost wouldn't even want to rank him. It's almost <laughs> disrespectful to put him on the same list as some of these guys. He hasn't been. I haven't rated him highly since his second year in the NFL. I will say, as a wide receiver, too, I think he's very good. But as a wide receiver, one, I he just doesn't get the job done. I think he looked good because he had Antonio Brown next to him those first two years in Pittsburgh. So I'm I'm perfectly okay putting him average. Um, Drake London. Uh, Tommy, I'm tired of the target share argument. I really am. I really am. It's this is like all right, Tommy. I'm gonna give you a seven layer wedding cake. It has hundreds of slices. You're feeding an entire room, okay? And then you have that. That's like, we'll say that's the Raiders' offense. Yeah, Devontae Adams had 160 something targets, led the NFL in targets. That that's what that cake looks like. I'll show you the target share that Drake London had. It was one of those just really tiny personal cakes from the Walmart bakery. It's got like one slice. Yeah, like 50 cents. That's, yeah. Yeah. That's what Drake London – I don't care that he had the highest target share by a rookie receiver, whatever the stat is. I don't care. They threw the ball like 11 times a game. <laughs> and he got all of his production when Kyle Pitts was out. I like Drake London. I liked him coming out of college. But you, people want to rate him highly. Like he's already a really good receiver in the NFL because of target share, target earned. Their earned stats. But getting the biggest piece of a small cake – is it worth it? It's still it's still a really small piece of an average cake. Yeah. That's so fair. I I don't like him as much as I like Wilson and Olave. So I'm gonna put him average for right now. But the talent is there for him to be good. The talent is absolutely there for the for yeah. him to be good. I think he's a very good receiver. I'll just, put him I, I got him the front half of average. Yeah. Yeah, I just I, I don't like him as much as Wilson and Olave, and those are the guys that have to compare him to as they they're his peers. I think that's fair, you know. And then we got uh, DJ Moore. Good. Um, I was gonna say he makes a case for. Um, he's a he's, he's a great litmus yeah. test for NFL fans to what you think about DJ Moore. I think he's a very underrated wide receiver. He earns targets. But he's never really been an alpha. Uh, he's had horrendous quarterback play. You can use that as a as an excuse. But he's never really been a target earner down in the red zone either. So just just a good guy, just a good wide receiver. I'm gonna I'm just gonna speed some of this up. Get like some of these average guys out of the way. Um, 
Devonta Parker, uh, back yeah. end average. Uh, yep. Tyler Boyd, average. Average. Yeah. Yep. Um, Gabe Davis. Odell. Oh yeah, Odell yep. and Gabe Davis both average. Um, Darnell Mooney. Yep, average. average. Um, Adam Thielen, average. average. At one point was really good. Yeah, but, but I mean, situational stuff. Uh, Mike Williams. <sighs> I flip flop on Mike Williams because he just doesn't stay healthy. I, 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 I think, think when he's, I think he's average. when he's on. Yeah, when he's on the field, he's 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 just a boundary yeah. guy. I think, really good boundary guy, but just a boundary. I think guy. he has those games where they're really good, and then he had those duds very way too often, especially on Monday Night Football against the Raiders, where he gets one catch for. Uh, also got locked up by Patrick Sertain. Yeah. That boy had him in Rikers Island. He was going nowhere. PS two had that man in hell. <laughs> uh, George Pickens, average, average, right next yeah. to Drake London. Um, okay. Both of those guys, extremely talented, could both be good receivers. Just got to see a little bit more. John Dotson. Average. Uh, I think he's a really solid number two. Um, not going to put him in good yet. I was going to say, I feel like he's just got to do a little bit more to get to good. I think he's borderline. Um, let's see. Cortland Sutton. Actually, nah. I'm making my stand. I saw the reception perception report on Jahan Dotson. It's it's immaculate. You're going good. I'm gonna then? put him. I'm gonna put him good. I okay. think he's a fantastic route runner, and I think he played way bigger than we thought he was going to play. Because coming in, people thought he's a slot only guy. I'll I'll give and... you that. Just because I think you know, like he said, and you know, he had Carson Wentz thrown to him, and um, Sam Howell. I mean, and he's putting up put numbers. Drake. Put Drake London good too. I've, okay, I, I'll I'll give Drake London good. Um, Bateman average, average needs to stay healthy. Yeah. Has a talent, can't stay healthy. Uh, Lazard. We're not ranking him. He's okay. not. He's he's terrible. He's a pass blocker. I was gonna say he he kind of he got paid for that Jets deal, but is he really that worth it? He's a pass blocker. Um, Christian Watson. I think he's average, um, personally. I know people think he's really good. Uh, yards per route run, he was really high in that stat. Um, but I, I I don't know. I think yeah. a lot of his production came in a shorter period of time. He also was playing with Aaron Rodgers. He has to prove to me that he can play with subpar quarterback play, still earn targets, and still be you know, an elite down-the-field threat as well. I think that's fair. You know, he did show flashes, but then, I mean, he was getting flamed on Twitter too. Uh, I forget what the who. I think it was Shannon Sharp was flaming him on Twitter. Um, yeah, I mean, you can't. Yeah. Some of these passes he drops, you can't he, drop. Yeah, and then um, Deontay Johnson, really good, really good. I'm okay. tired of the disrespect. He's a top ten route runner in the NFL. He gets open. He had 147 targets. Deontay Johnson is great. He's great. If he was playing on a better offense, he'd be borderline top 10 guy, in my opinion. I think a lot of the reason he got disrespected last year's touchdown production, but uh, I think he's had really good years in the NFL. I think he he's going to be the one in Pittsburgh. I know they drafted George Pickens, but I think he's going to be better than George Pickens. 
Um, I, is there any more averages on here? I mean, if Brandon you want to throw, yeah, yeah. I mean, if we're gonna rank everybody, yeah. average Brandon Cooks, Cortland Sutton, Michael Thomas, Kadarius Tony. I mean, I was gonna say Kadarius uh, Tony. He gets a lot of hype just because of how explosive he is, but I feel like there it's a very small sample size with him. Michael Thomas is he's a good wide receiver. It's just like I don't. He's played what like three or four games in the past three years. Yeah. So like. What, what am I ranking him on? And then, um, I th- I think that's it because I feel like all these guys have a case for good. Mm, yeah, uh, I would put Traylon Burks at the very beginning of average. In my that's opinion. fair. Uh, he, I think, um, probably by the end of next year he'll make the jump to good. But after last season, I'm good with him being yeah. at the front of average. Oh, yeah, um, I agree with that. and then how? I think, what about Hollywood Brown? Average? Good? Yeah, he's... At, yeah, average. Because I think, you know, he's kind of in that same, like, boat yeah. where he was having a really good season um, before Kyler Murray went down and then he got his injury as well. Just, I got to see him be the guy for a full season. And then I'm going to try to save some of these heavy hitter guys till the end just to talk about... um. We'll go Devonta Smith, who I think is a really, really good, good, yeah, really good. The Slim Reaper, underrated. He's to put AJ Brown as the clear one is a disservice to Devonta Smith. I was gonna say he, he is shows a beast. out, yeah, especially he is a beast. He had a really good playoffs. I thought. I think yes. he's a very consistent guy. You know what you're getting out of him, and he has amazing big plays for you. He's a beast. Um. We'll do Calvin Ridley next. You know, he, he had the year off, so after good. the year off. He's, well, the last time we saw him, he was really good. He was, like, you could almost make a case that he was outside the top five. The last time we saw him. I think, you know, with the talent that's been added since we've last seen him, I think he, where he is at good, I think is suitable. Yeah. Just because uh, I, I think. Uh, you can, you know yeah. what, move Deontay down. Move Deontay down to good. Okay. I think he's really good, but. Those guys are productive. The McLaurins, the Devonta yeah. Smiths, those guys, they have production to back it up. I think, you know, with Trevor Lawrence, it's probably going to be here. Uh, Calvin Ridley, yeah. maybe outside the top I, five. I agree. I agree. Um, who do you want? I'll let you pick. What's uh for start the last five? Let's do Judy. Judy. Judy, good. Um, I think he's right next to, like, DJ Moore. Okay. Like, he's there's kind of the same guy. Do you think he's going to have a big year with Sean Payton this year, or do you think it's just going to be? I, I hope so. Someone's yeah. got to. Someone, <laughs> I mean, someone has to benefit. I mean, you're not wrong. Um, we'll do Keenan Allen next. Really good. Keenan really Allen good. is still a top ten route runner in the NFL, maybe top five. Um, he came back after he finally got the hamstring injury and was Justin Herbert's undisputed number one guy. He was getting, he was earning a ton of targets. It's just a health thing with Keenan. Yeah. If he stays healthy, he's going to put up 1,300 yards and eight touchdowns. If he doesn't stay healthy, it's going to look a lot like it looked the last couple of years. He's up there in age now too. So it's, it's. Um, I don't want to say he's on the decline, but he's on the back half of his career. So yep. I'm good with that right there. Uh, we'll do Brandon Ayuk next. 
try not to be a homie. I see. I have him good to maybe really good. I, I'm gonna be honest with you. I think Brandon Ayuk might be the third best route runner in the NFL behind Devontae Adams and Justin Jefferson. Okay. Um, and I'm a sucker for route runners. Um, I think he's really good. I think he's clearly the number one in San Francisco. I think if he played on an offense that passed the ball a lot more, he'd be a 1,400-yard guy, 1, guy, maybe double-digit touchdowns. He's that good. He's a menace when it comes to every level of route running. And I honestly think Debo is closer to average than he is really good. Christian McCaffrey came in, and all of Debo's work, all of what made Debo amazing, went away. So I think Brandon Ayuk is really good, and I think Debo is just good. Okay, so where do you have you have Ayuk near uh, Devonta Smith then? Higher? Yeah, yeah, I'd have him. I'd, okay. I'd have him right between Keenan and Smith. And then you had Debo good. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna put him. I put him good. at the. I mean, I'm fine with that because I think all those guys are kind of interchangeable. You can't go wrong okay. with any of them. But personally, I don't. I don't know. I. Like I said, I think he's closer to average than he is really good. I I think he's got to be at least good just because I think I think when he does get the ball, I think he Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, if for the per, the manufacturer yeah. touches, just getting the, the yak, he's probably the best yak receiver yeah. in the NFL. My issue is we're talking about route running, we're talking about being a boundary yeah. guy or he's not he's no. Yeah. I'm not taking him over any of those guys ahead of him. And then the last one's Waddle. Is he outside really, top five or? He's really good. And okay. I want to put. So you say we got it's one between, more. It's between Higgins and Smith for me. Um, okay. That's my opinion. Who who would you, out of that group, who would you move up? Personally, I think D-Hop could make a case. Just based off I, I production agree. value. I, I agree. Or, um. I'm trying to think. Uh, I think here we'll go through the really good list. Maybe two years ago, Keenan Allen, uh, but I don't think so yeah. anymore. Ayuk, I think there's a little bit more for him to prove that he's top ten. Uh, Smith was that, was that? So you said Smith or Higgins? Yeah, I think Smith could make a case for top ten, but I also wonder how many, how much is that? Just because AJ Brown's there, you know what I mean? He had a good rookie season as he well. Did. I I I think if he puts it together again one more with AJ Brown and maybe does a little bit better, I think he could be top ten. T Higgins, I think you can make the same argument, but I'm good with either one in the top ten. If you want that, uh, I I think Amari put Cooper, T Higgins there. T Higgins, okay, put, put T Higgins. Yeah, he's he's earned the targets. He's competing with Jamar Chase and, and still putting up numbers. Um, he's going to get paid, man. Everyone's going to yeah. want T. Higgins. Because I was going to say, um, the other guys in the really good category, uh, Terry McLaurin, I don't think he can make the case for top 10 right now. No. Yeah. Um, Waddle, there's probably a case, but I think Smith and Higgins probably have a bigger case. 
I'm, yeah, I yeah. think Waddle is he's kind of the number one in training. Yeah. You know, once Hill gets another year older or two, he's gonna break out yeah. and put up a ridiculous season. And it's kind of funny to say that because he's putting up 1,200 yards now, and it's you know we're we're discounting that. But when the top five guys are putting up 1,800, 1,900 yards, I, yeah, making a run for the first 2,000 yard receiver, you know he can't be he can't be close to him. I was gonna say I I don't think he has a case for best of the best right now, just because like you said, production values of D Hop or I'm not I'm sorry, uh, Devonta Adams, Jefferson, Cup, Chase Hill. I don't think those are matched by anyone in the league right now. Yeah. And then maybe he interchanges with uh, St. Brown, but I think St. Brown just does so much in that offense where Waddle, he also has Hill. Um, I think we got everyone in really good. I don't know if I'd add anyone from good to really good. Maybe, maybe a couple, but I'm yeah, good I with that. I think guys like Calvin, Calvin Ridley, uh, Garrett Wilson, Olave, Godwin, like Deontay Johnson, those guys have a chance, right? They there's yeah. clear elite talent there. We got to see it for more than one season. I'm not putting Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave ahead of D Hop, ahead of Devontae Smith, ahead of IU, Keenan Allen, yeah. just because of their rookie seasons. They were great as rookies. We've seen a lot of guys be great as rookies. And then, I mean, Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins' his first couple years in the league was amazing, <laughs> and then he became 600 yard receiver. So. Yeah. I'm. I like that. I think I. The order. I'm not gonna mess with the order because I feel like it's not worth it. And then, um, average. You know, a lot of these guys I think do have a case of jumping up in there, but your guys like I think Brandon Cooks now, Mike Williams, uh, Tyler Boyd, Gabe Davis, Odell. I think Thielen. You kind of know uh, Lazard, Parker, Thomas, maybe even. You know that they're going to be average. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, there's guys up there who I think can make the jump. I think for half of them, you know what you're going to get every year. So Yeah, I agree. I think this is a very solid list. Yeah. I uh, I, I enjoy the list, the tier list. I think it's something fun to do just to rank um, everyone in the NFL. I... I think it's not worth it to do a tight end one. Maybe we'll do a defensive one where defenses as a whole and not defensive players. But um, yeah, I enjoy them. I don't know. What'd you think of uh, the running back one as well? Are you okay with that one? Yeah, I think we did yeah. good on both of them. Um, I think we have very similar opinions on players anyway, so I think it's easy for us to agree with each other. Um, but even so, we're able to find common ground on these guys, yeah. even if we don't agree. Yeah, I was going to say, even though ones we did last time we found some common ground i um you know we're kind of in a weird part where uh training camps are just about to start up nba is doing free agency we could um do uh free agency you know how we did the football ones where we were going yeah. around we could do that but i feel like that time has already passed uh baseball they're in the middle of things it's a it's a long season so it's, it's it's July. Yeah. Like, and we still got like three months. Yeah. Four months. Uh so we're kind of in that weird time. So the next one I'm kind of thinking, you know, you talk about covers, like Madden covers. Um, I think we can do Madden covers, maybe two K covers as well, stuff like that. Maybe 
yeah. something like that. If we do an episode before off-season grades for these teams. I can't wait for the yeah. off-season grades. I'm going to rip so many teams apart. This is going to be so great. I was going to say, there's a lot of there's a lot of things that teams could have done better. And I think there's some teams that maybe were overachieved. So I, I think it's good. We'll be getting into that soon. But I think um, it still might be a little while. Um, I don't know if you want to start it off in a couple weeks, maybe end of the month, uh, because next yeah, month we get in, we get get into August. Yeah. You know, that's when training camp starts. Fantasy football drafts start. Yeah. You know, it'd be a good time to review the off season, look what everyone did, and uh, what they should have done. And then it's it's only a couple months away from once we get back into our regular content back to of our weekly bread yeah. and butter. Yes, looking at the games. Yeah. Uh, hating every Thursday night football game. Which, who knows? Maybe they'll be better this year. You never know. You got to be positive. Can't wait. Yeah. I can't wait. That's our bread and butter. So I'm That's week, right. Week in, week out, seasonal reviews, man. That's right. Looking at the stats, giving our predictions. I mean, we've been, we, we did it for a year off camera. We've been doing it for two years on camera. So it's, it's fun. Uh, I'm, I can't wait to get back, but there's still a little bit of ways. But um, anything else you want to add before we sign off here? No, man, it was a good episode. Uh, you know, we'll see if we do the off-season review next episode or do another tier list episode. We just got to get our schedules to line up. Yeah, I mean, we're both busy men, you know. Um, I got summer classes and work going right now. I know you had some summer classes. but uh, Yep, still in them. We'll have, a, we'll have another episode for you guys soon. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Armchair GMs. We hope you guys enjoyed our running back tier list along with our wide receiver tier list. We hope you guys have a good one. Peace.